Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Yo, yo, it's time to talk that sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Time to tackle this beat Don't ever count us out Cause we always kicking out We go raw for the people And put the smack down on the street New Desperados in town We going all elite Mess around Got a triple double on them Something like OG Slam ducking on them We got what you want We got what you need We bringing the heat You wanna talk this and that But we want that Hall of Fame chat You always see us swinging for the fences so watch out ladies and gents Cause we in the last strategy section And you know we gonna keep you guessing Tag teaming on these haters Sending up blessings We gonna keep praying for you Cause you know that old saying Don't hate the player, hate the game See that's the thing that separates us We're on that road to greatness And there ain't no stopping us We them go-getters and we gonna go get it Shutting it down like a no-hitter With three balls and two strikes Two away We throwing that splitter You never seen it coming Something like an arcade Whoa We gonna keep the crowd jumping And if you ain't down with that We got four words for you Cause it's Sports Talk With Cooper and Big Man Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man, and as always, joining me is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Dude, I'm doing good. How you doing, brother? I'm tired. <laughs> you sound tired. It's been a long that week. intro was a little wow. Yeah, it's been a long week, but yeah. man, hey, it's the final episode of the year, man. The final episode of 2020. That's right. Maybe we ring in the new year with some better stuff to come. Right, absolutely, man. This will be it. This is also the final episode of the season. We will be starting off season three when we come back Saturday, January twenty second. Uh, almost said twenty second. <laughs> wow. 
Whoa, that's like way in the future. Whee! <laughs> Saturday, January 2nd, when we do wrestling talk, we will be uh, episode one of season three. Yes, this sir. has been yes, interesting sir. and fun. Been quite the year. That's right, man, and we appreciate you all. We made it up to 231 uh, downloads for the month. So we're hoping to end the month on a bank. So if you want to help us out, try to bust bust up those numbers to 250. We'd greatly appreciate it. It'd be awesome, yes. Yeah, all right, man. So let's go ahead and get ready to talk some football, baby. Football talk. Ready to come at you. Let's ya. get this. Let's get this. All right, we're going to go ahead and do a little talk about the college football playoff. The college football playoff, we have the first matchup. We'll feature number one, Alabama, taking on number four, Notre Dame, at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. That's the Cowboys Stadium, if you're unaware. This game was scheduled to be at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, but due to restrictions from COVID-19, the game was moved to Arlington, so at least family uh, family members of the players and coaches could attend the game, though they probably expect a little bit of an audience since the Cowboys have had um, uh, fans at games uh, as of recent, so could get more than just uh, family members at the game. The high-powered offense of Alabama comes in running hot after uh, putting over 50 points, putting up over 50 points against Florida in the SEC championship game. The question will be is whether the Fighting Irish offense will be able to keep pace with the Crimson Tide, which will be remain to be seen as the offense only managed 10 points in the ACC championship game against Clemson. This has the makings of a potential blowout if the Fighting Irish's offense sputters once again. Cooper, what are your thoughts as the Crimson Tide and their Offensive Player of the Year, Devontae Smith, take on the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame? Notre Dame doesn't have a damn chance. Damn. <laughs> this game is going to be a blowout, dude. This ain't even fair to them. I mean, I know I usually say Rudy, 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 but dude, no way. So, roll tie? Roll tie. Roll tie? All right, man. Uh, yeah, this is probably going to be in it. Yikes. Uh, after that performance against uh, Clemson in the ACC championship game, Way better offense in Alabama. So, especially with Devontae Smith, the way he made even talented players like LSU's got talented, still got pretty talented guys on their secondary, and they just blew by them. And he made Florida's pretty decent um, back end on their defense look yeah, like crap, man. Yeah, so it's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to run all over him, dude. Yeah, man. And if they, I don't know if they're going to even stop Najee Harris. Uh, Mac Jones is looking good. Uh, basically, right now, I'm just trying to figure out who's going to win the Heisman for Alabama because it's pretty much either going to be Mac Jones or Devontae yeah, Smith. It's it's like a, a race between the two, right? Yeah, I mean, Kyle Trask and uh, Trevor Lawrence seem to have a chance. But, I mean, after winning the AP, first wide receiver in uh, history to win Offensive Player of the Year in the AP um from the Associated Press, and they're uh, since 1998 they've been around. So, first ever wide receiver to do it. It's pretty impressive. Wow, that is impressive. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. So next up we have game number two, which will feature Clemson versus Ohio State at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans, Louisiana. The Tigers have seemed to found their groove again with quarterback Trevor Lawrence and looking like the dominant team they the dominant team they were. Prior to him missing two games from the COVID-19 virus, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, Buckeyes, on the other hand, did not look did not look good in their win against Northwestern in the Big Ten championship game. This game is also has the potential of being a blowout if the Buckeyes are not careful. Some have argued that the Tigers may be looking beyond the Buckeyes with another possible matchup with Alabama in the national title game. 
We'll find out for sure January 1st, 2021. Cooper, your thoughts about uh, Clemson versus Ohio State. How did... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Sunshine's going to get it, dude. I mean, what can we say? Clemson has been good all year, except for those two games he was out. So we'll see what happens with it. Uh, I don't think Ohio State has a chance. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, the like I said, Ohio State did not look good. Their defense looked pretty good against Northwestern, but Northwestern offense wasn't, like, tearing up the yeah. league either. So it's not like they were like, oh, my gosh, Northwestern's high-powered offense. Got shut down. No, it wasn't really the case at all because they're not known for their offense. So, uh, unfortunately, like I said, that's going to be a, a interesting game with potential blowout um, written on that as well. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, though, man, I, I, I'm going to hate for him not to have won the Heisman at all, man. He's shown that he deserves it. Yeah. And he hasn't won it in any of his three so years. So, there, there might be a chance. We'll see. There's a we'll chance, see. but, I mean, Devontae Smith... Mac Jones, even Kyle Trask. Yeah. It's a pretty tough pretty yeah. tough win for him this year if he gets it. I mean, he'll, he'll have earned it for sure. But it also kind of would feel like, though, it's kind of like a just given to him consolation prize because he hasn't won it, even though he's really been good enough to win it prior to this year. And they know he's not coming back next year, so it's like, we'll see what happens, I guess, right? True, yeah. All right, man, let's go ahead and uh, switch gears and uh, recap what happened this past weekend in the NFL. Let's do it, brother. So, we're on the same page, though. Alabama-Clemson National Championship game? Yeah. All right. Just thought I'd ask before we totally move on. All right, now we're going to switch gears. All right, man, we had a game on Christmas Day. Fun times for all to be had. As the Minnesota Vikings traveled to New Orleans to take on the Saints, losing 52-33. to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveled up to Detroit, and Tom Brady didn't even bother playing in the second half as he had an outstanding first half, and the Buccaneers rolled 47-7. In a game that was just ugly to watch on all aspects, the 49ers <laughs> shut down the uh, Cardinals' offense, winning 20-12. to In a game that was actually pretty exciting to watch, the Miami Dolphins beat the uh, Las Vegas Raiders 26-25. And a little bit of a head-scratcher you had in Kansas City. The Falcons managed to slow down the high-powered high power Chiefs offense a little bit, but not enough as the Chiefs managed to win 17-14. Jets now on a two-game winning streak as they upend the Cleveland Browns 23-16. Your team, the Steelers, have finally found some life as they end their three-game skid, winning 28-24 in a comeback against the Colts. Yes. The dominant, the suddenly dominant and hot Chicago Bears, looking for a playoff spot, keep their playoff hopes alive as they crush the Jaguars 41-17. Uh, Jaguars have officially clinched the number one spot in the <laughs> NFL draft. Trevor Lawrence, welcome to Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually have to get some tickets to see that in right. due time. So. That would be cool, dude. All right, all right, man. So uh, we'll talk about more off-season stuff though when we get closer to the uh, off-season for the NFL. All right, man. Next up, we have those Baltimore Ravens taking on the New York Football Giants. The Ravens looking pretty impressive, winning twenty-seven thirteen. In a game that was actually entertaining to watch on GameCast on ESPN, as it kept showing scores just randomly out of nowhere, the Bengals upending the Texans thirty-seven thirty-one. 
Let's see here. In a game that was a bit of a nail-biter for biter for Justin Herbert and the Chargers winning 19-16 over the Broncos. Carolina Panthers beat their old ball head football coach winning against Washington football team 20-13. The suddenly off life support Dallas Cowboys with a chance to get the NFC East division beat the Eagles 37-17. And the team that now needs to be on life support and probably is my team lost to Seattle in Seattle 20-9. The all of a sudden dominant looking freaking Green Bay Packers winning at home 40-14 over the usually dominant Tennessee Titans. And those Buffalo Bills, the first team since 2000, 20 years to the date pretty much, are the first team to sweep the New England Patriots in the division. 38-9 to nine on Monday Night Football. The only good part about 2020. Just kidding. Yep. And that officially gives uh, the New England Patriots a losing season. Yes, this year. baby. Last year they clinched a non-winning season. This week, or not last year, but last week they clinched a non-winning season. This year they clinched, or this week they clinched a losing season officially. Love it. Amazing. Love it. Amazing. All right, man. So let's talk about some notes here that we have on the NFL. Let's do it, brother. The Pittsburgh Steelers finally were able to end that losing streak we just mentioned with a comeback victory over the Indianapolis Colts 28-24. At one point in the third quarter, the Colts led 24-7, but the Steelers would run off 21 unanswered points for the victory. Pittsburgh was aided by two turnovers of Phillip Rivers. The sack fumble led to a touchdown for the Steelers. And the interception late was able to help seal the victory for the Pittsburgh Steelers. With the win and the Browns' loss to the Jets, the Steelers officially clinched the AFC North Division. Koopa, your thoughts on your team finally ending the skid and becoming division champs? What? That was crazy. Like, seriously, I didn't think they were going to do it. Um, right. So, uh, you know, hats off to them because I thought they were. I thought they were done for the. Yeah, I mean, so, you guys were going to make the playoffs. You guys had already clinched the playoff spot earlier this, uh, in the season, but it didn't look like you were going to be division yeah, champs at yeah, all. Not at all. So, <laughs> but, I mean, but Cleveland did Cleveland things, and you managed to win the division. So. There you go. <laughs> it's kind of kind of nice when you're when you're in a division with a Cleveland team that just will do Cleveland things. <laughs> Yes. Help you out. If you could see the smile on my face right now. It's huge. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, man. The NFC East Division race has come down to the final week. Both the Cowboys and Washington are tied at 6-9. and nine. Washington does hold the tiebreaker as they swept the Cowboys earlier this season. The Cowboys play the Giants at 1 p.m. Eastern and need a win to force... Yeah, to force the Washington football team to win Sunday night against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, for them to win the division. If both teams win or lose, the Washington football team will be division champs. The Cowboys need the win and Washington to lose to become division champs. Cooper, your thoughts on all of a sudden the Cowboys' chances at being the NFC East champs? What the hell is going on this year? I don't know, man. That, that's really all I want to say is what the hell? I, I don't get it, dude. We were ta seriously talking at one point as the Cowboys might be looking at possibly even getting low enough or high enough in the draft to get Trevor Lawrence or a quarterback. And now they're 
We're talking about them being possibly division champs with one week left. Yeah. What the hell is right? I, I have no idea, bro. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't get And our predictions throughout the year have just been right out the window. Yeah, the so. 2020, we're so glad you're almost over because you have been in pain in the ass. <laughs> For real. Speaking of pains in the asses in the Washington football team, it was announced Monday that the team had released former first-round draft pick Dwayne Haskins. It comes a week after a week ago when a photograph surfaced of Haskins at a club celebrating his girlfriend's birthday maskless. He was fined 40000 and stripped of his captain status. Though he did start Sunday for Washington, he was ultimately benched for Taylor Henneke in a loss to the Carolina Panthers. Cooper, your thoughts on Dwayne Haskins, former first-round pick only two years ago removed from being picked uh, 15th overall by the Washington football team. Boy, that sucks. But you know what? I mean, someone will pick him up. I mean, honestly, yeah, that picture maybe shouldn't have serviced, but it did. Um, yep. And honestly, if you're in a situation where you're you're with a you're with a you know an NFL team, you need to you know approach things respectfully right and you're getting paid to do what you do so whatever you're getting paid mm-hmm. think about that before you do something right because honestly if you're not following product protocol you pissed them off this this is what happens and they made an example out of them yeah um it was actually reported too that peter schrager um on uh, the nfl network uh, kickoff show uh, talked about the fact that they actually wanted to release him last week to show an example, but he was talked. Uh, Coach Rivera was talked out of it um, based on the fact that he had to think about the other fifty-two because they felt that Haskins this week would have gave him the best opportunity to beat Carolina, which obviously showed not true at all. Which is why they yanked him and benched him for Taylor uh, uh, Henneke at some. At, yeah. I believe it was about. Towards the middle of the fourth quarter, if I remember correctly. It's just crazy, man. Like, this, I mean, I, I really don't know. It's it's kind of like they're making an example out of him. And whether or not they were going to get rid of him anyways, they're just kind of using the, the no mask thing as the excuse. Well, and it's also never bodes well when your own college coach questions your maturity when you leave the program and go to the NFL draft. There that's also go. not good because Urban Meyer questioned his maturity. There you go. So that's also kind of like, whoa, that would have been a red flag right there for me as a team. Um, like yeah. your own because Urban Meyer is very respected. So yeah, yeah. And and if I heard Urban Meyer go, well, I kind of question his maturity. Whoa, 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 you question his maturity? Now I need to question his maturity. Mm-hmm. As if I was, you know, if I was a GM, anybody, even if I was a scout and I heard it, I'd be like in my GM's ear. Uh, Urban Meyer questions his maturity. We might want to have a second look at that <laughs> before we consider drafting him. To me, I mean, some people believe, well, that's my reason why he fell to 15. My thought is if it, maturity was such a problem, that might have been the reason why he shouldn't have been drafted in the first round, period. Then there's that, right? Yeah. So, all right, man. We're going to move on. We're going to stop bashing the poor guy because he's been released. There's nothing more else that can happen. <laughs> 
Alvin Kamara went off on Christmas Day as he led the New Orleans Saints to a 52-33 victory over the Minnesota Vikings. Kamara had six rushing touchdowns, tying an NFL record for most rushing TDs in a football game. This game was also significant as it marked for the first time in NFL history that every day of the week featured an NFL game this at some point in the NFL season. This is bull crap. I do this on Madden all the time. What you talking about? In real life, bro. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> in real life. Dude, that is so awesome. That's Madden status. You know, hats off to him. I, I, I love a good running back. And Kamara is just, he's one of them guys that can, he finds holes no matter what. And the dude is like, he, he like gets slow to the ground. And it's just, he's crazy the way he does yeah. And what's great, he's one of those rare power combo, yeah, guys, power speed combo yeah, guys. Power right? speed combo. He he, guys. he can outrun you, or he will run through you. Exactly. He don't care. And that's a running back, baby. Yeah, that's what's that, up. And that's true talent right there. I mean, the kid's unbelievable talent. I mean, to get him in the third round was a blessing for the Saints and Drew Brees. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean. Watch out for the Saints. And it just goes to show it doesn't matter where you land in the draft. Mm. You go out there and you show who you are, man. You yep. you prove it and you you become a starter. That's for sure. Yep. So there you go. All right, man. And uh, let's see here. With the top seat sewn up, Andy Reid does plan on resting some of his players against the Chargers this week. Now I'm talking about Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, if some of you don't know. The number one seed is the only seed in both conferences that are given a bye week in the first round of the playoff with the expansion to seven teams. This could work either for or against the team. We've seen it not work so favorably for some teams last year for the Baltimore Ravens, for example. But at the same time, it does make sense to rest those that are dealing with some nagging injuries. Cooper, your thoughts on Andy Reid resting some of the starters heading into the final game of the season? I mean, well, really, if you think about it, if it's not going to mess with their playoff spot, mm-hmm. then it really doesn't matter. That is true. So, let them rest. Let let them take a break. Let the you know. And I mean, it, it it keeps from people getting injured. And you know, you want to make make sure your playoff spot is secure. Yeah. And by resting your your starters, you're good to go. Yeah. So what I also think is different in this aspect for Kansas City, we've seen them do so many different things that. It it wouldn't it doesn't surprise it wouldn't surprise us okay they might start slow, but there's not really a lead that you have to feel comfortable with. We saw it last year in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah we did, man. And so, it was crazy. So we'll see what happens. So I I mean you can just say well <laughs> if they may be starting out the gate slow in that divisional round, okay. Yeah. We we've seen this film before. We saw this movie last year. This could just be the sequel. So I'm not, I'm not too worried about it for the Kansas City. Um, definitely. I mean, they, man, Mahomes, dude, he's just he's he's some wild stuff. And Kelsey, yeah, uh, Kelsey actually set the uh, tight end receiving record for most uh, receiving yards in a single season by a tight end. He's he's a beast, so, dude. I'm telling you, broke uh, George Kittle's record. Uh, I mean, dude, he, I mean, Kelsey's putting up receiver stats right now. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I think he actually he's still like number three in all of the league if you count tight ends and receivers. Dang, dude! In receiving, that's just nuts. Yeah, it's it's amazing what he's done. Um, I know I didn't put it on here, but uh, for anybody who happens to be a Rams fan like me, 
Uh, Jared Goff did have thumb surgery after he um, broke his thumb during the Seahawks loss. He had thumb surgery yesterday. Um, he is going to be out this week, so we're going to start John Wolford from Wake Forest. <laughs> oh my God, why are we doing this to ourselves? I don't know. But uh, we're also going to be down Daryl Henderson. We could be minus Cooper Cup because he just got put into COVID protocol today. And so without golf, possibly Cup, for sure Henderson might not even have Cam Akers. We're basically coming down to the hope that somehow either that team can manage to pull off a victory against the Cardinals or the Bears to be beaten by the Packers. We'll see what happens, dude. Yeah, so sounds, our playoff... Sounds a bit crazy, that's for sure. Yeah, our playoff hopes hinge on some crazy stuff happening next week. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, either way, whatever happens... Oh, when we get ready to talk about the offseason, oh man, I'm going to be, I got myself a little rant to go on about Jared Goff, so. Uh-oh. Yeah. Not good. No, it's not. It's not good when big man does this stuff. No. He, he's quickest to trim on his quarterback. Trust me, I've seen it over the years. And I've, I've been trying. I've been really, I've been critical of Goff. He knows I've been critical of Goff. He knows I didn't even want Goff. To begin with, uh, I would have preferred Carson Wentz. I actually preferred would have preferred Dak Prescott, and that was before I knew what Dak Prescott was with the Cowboys. I was like, we don't need a quarterback now. Let's get a quarterback later like Prescott. I was thinking, you know, second, third round for Prescott. He, he made it all the way to the fourth somehow, but still, I was like, I'd rather have Prescott. Well, I was, or Wentz. And I'm like, eh, we got golf. I'm like, eh, and then, you know, I kind of like, okay, you're not. Too bad with McVay, and now after, after uh, two losses in a row, yeah, I'm, it, I'm gonna go on my, uh, on my little soapbox, and I'm gonna destroy golf. Have fun with that. I will. You will too. When do we do it? I'll, I'll just sit here and let you rant. I'm sure you will. <laughs> uh, luckily for you, you're quarterback that you've been ranting on has looked decent so i mean he's no it's longer kinda, mvp worthy it's but crazy but yeah i yeah. just i i've been thinking that they still would need a new quarterback for a while now but he's actually come back and proven himself so yeah it is what it is yeah man it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to say the least but uh but of course i'll leave that golf rant to the uh, off season um so that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That's our final episode for the year. Yes, final episode. What's up? Thank God this freaking year's almost over. I'm sick and tired of this year. Well, we want to thank every one of you, and it's been great. It's been awesome. Um, it's good to be back in the swing of things as far as doing the podcast. Um, our social medias, we've been working on those. and uh, Yeah. We hope you guys are paying attention, and we love you, and thank you so much. We do appreciate it. Uh, Germany, you're just kind of dominating every other country that's not the United States on our downloads, so thank you for that. Uh, Brussels, trying to come back. I saw you trying to come back. You're only down by four. Come on, get some more downloads. You know you want to. Download some more episodes. Go back and check our old ones. Come on now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we got we more. Got, we got plenty of them. I got. Th- this will be our. This is our thirty-first episode. Come on, we got plenty. Got all last month. Go back, find something. 
you know, we got wrestling talk. So next week or next Saturday, wrestling talk. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Sunday basketball talk. Uh, and then, of course, after that, we'll recap what happened uh, next Tuesday with what happened with the college football playoff and what the college, well, what the NFL playoff looks like. And we'll probably give our uh, predictions with where everybody is. Ooh, that's going to be fun. Yep. Let's do this, brother. And, of course, we'll give our national championship prediction after uh, we know for sure who's in that, too. Yeah, true. Though I'm going to be really surprised if it's not Alabama-Clemson. But it is what it is, right? Right. Absolutely. All right, right, man. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, keep Keep on on talking talking sports. sports.